triggering change one heartbeat at a time. Battle for freedom. Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Watson Prenier from Battle for Freedom on Mojo Fiber Radio, and I appreciate every last one of you as we get into another week. It's November, and it is time to have so much fun. Uh, I'm your host, Watson Prenier from Battle for Freedom and website, battlefreedom.com. I also want you to go to mojo50.com from there. This is how we get the word out about all things Mojo, and we appreciate every last one of you. Today, we are going in to talk about the last stand where freedom will stay a reality. Uh, I was supposed to say more than that, but we'll just stick with right now for where steep freedom will stay a reality. You want to talk about freedom staying a reality, uh, good versus evil. Uh, let's get into uh, American Pride Rosa's coffee, the official coffee of Mojo Fiber Radio. Listen, if you're not drinking it, you're evil. <laughs> Uh, listen, it's the best coffee in the nation. It's the official coffee of Mojo Fiber Radio. What more do you have to say? Well, I do have some more. There's blends like Watson's White Chocolate Caramel Blend, and there's the Roosevelt. Uh, there's the Burr Hamilton. Uh, there's so many different blends that are available to you, all at AmericanPrideRoasters.com. Get yourself some right now. Share it out with your friends and family, and, and if you don't, you're un-American. I'm just being real. <laughs> and if what I said had Chicken. you, uh, what I consider you looking at New Life Holistic. And what we'll do is after talking about New Life Holistic, we'll get into this program. Check this out. It was reported in 2019 that the number of Americans taking multiple medications had grown rapidly between 2000 and 2012. From the numbers of 8.2% to 15%, this nightmare has overwhelmed our American society. Are you among those who are taking more medications than you need? Have you lost count of the different medications or do they have severe reactions to you that do not allow you to think clearly, function clearly? You find yourself often in a vegetative state. Why not try something different? New Life Holistic. New Life Holistic is a company that offers biofeedback therapy and offers you ability to recover from many of the ailments destroying society today. All I can say is New Life Holistic may be your solution without the pills. New Life Holistic, contact them today. Contact them today and share it out to as many people as you possibly can. Uh, I see for those who decided to go to facebook.com forward slash Mojo Fiber Radio, I see Linda, I see Heidi, I see Carolyn, I see Josh and Jill. Thank you for being part of the program as we sit here talking about the last stand where freedom will stay a reality. And actually it's or it will become fiction um, or just an idea rather than a reality. Uh, this is the last stand. And as we sit here and we talk about this, is a bunch of stories I'm going to be going into as uh, we sit here. And for those of you who are, if you're in your car, I usually have a graphic that's assigned with my broadcast. So let me tell you a little bit about the broad, the graphic that I'm using with mine. Mine is, it shows two chess, uh, it shows a chessboard. And there's a hill, because this is a hill that we're going to have to die on where freedom uh, is going to be but and it says good versus evil the problem is good versus evil 
is turned and there it's reversed. So when you look at it, it's hard to uh, it's hard to determine it's backwards. And I think that this is the problem is that we have we can't tell the difference between good and evil because everything has been uh, everything has basically been warped or changed so that we don't know how to basically uh, we don't know how to properly address the issues of evil because of the fact that we don't uh, we don't properly define it we don't properly define it and it's backwards what we're calling evil is good and what we're calling good is evil there's a bible passage it actually speaks out against this uh let's go here and i'll show you on this passage here it says uh with isaiah it says isaiah five twenty. woe to those who call evil good and who put darkness for light we get evil call evil good and good evil who put darkness for light and light for darkness who put bitter for sweet and sweet sweet for bitter i'm gonna leave that passage up there for a little bit hello kathy with a c thank you for joining this is uh and uh those of you if you can just keep kathy in your prayer she's not feeling well not not feeling well so just keep her lifted up another person i want you to keep lifted up because i mentioned i meant to mention her a couple a few weeks ago was renee she's one of our listeners she was going through some health issues and hoping hoping that she is healing well but this whole idea of well woe to those who call evil good and good evil who put darkness for light and light for darkness who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter i i i share this because of the fact that if we look and we see this, it, everybody keeps thinking it's just the other side of the aisle that's warping reality, warping truth and calling good things, you know, this is where we run into a massive problem. Uh, this is, this is, where we run into a problem you know you remember um oh that's what it is I, I keep looking at this in a different way i keep thinking you know for me because of the fact that i love things scientific i have a tendency to wrongly state terms yes here it is this is where i wanted to because of the fact that when we get into the issue of good versus evil I want to give you one term here that basically makes us mess up this idea of good versus evil. Here you go. Yeah, this is, <laughs> I'll tell you, explain to you how we got here. And this is why uh, this is good versus evil, good, evil, evil, good. Uh, let's see. Here's the definition. A gray area. The definition of a gray area. An area or situation in which it is difficult to judge what is right and what is wrong. <clears throat> because of the fact that we blurred the lines of reality, 
It's spilling off into real reality. We've moved from the metaphysical. We've moved from the intangible. And we have, it, it is, it, it, because of the fact that we've murked the lines between good and evil, and we keep ever expanding, we keep ever expanding the areas or the gray area situations that what's left between good and evil, there's no longer a direct line between, a noticeable line between the two of them, but a huge expanse. And that huge expanse, what you have as good as, it's this stream all the way out there, and you have evil, there's this other extreme all the way out there. And because of the fact that we that there are certain things, it's just black and white. But if you notice what we've done over the last decade, over the last century, over the last millennia, is we keep figuring out a way to say, well, that's an issue. That's a that's a gray area issue. And so what happens is we become very flippant and we become very preferential on what really is offensive to God and what isn't. We create all these gray area situations where good and evil are no longer defined, but we find a mix in between. We create degrees. We create shades. We create shades and gradients of evil. And what happens is the problem is that that hill begins to flatten out like the two weeks to flatten the curve. We spent two millennia flattening We've been two years flattening what evil really is. We flattened out what the gospel is. So there is no hill for us all to rise up. There is no Golgotha for us to see. There is no Christ on the cross because of the fact that we're all good people. We're all good people. There's nothing wrong with us. We turn around and we just do what seems right in our own hearts. And so if there's a gray area in the situation of, oh, well, that, that that's not as offensive. And then you get into the hierarchical holiness that we have even right now where, where Republicans will be angry at Democrats because Democrats support the idea of abortion and, and higher taxes. Understand this, Republicans were actually supporting high taxes a long time ago as well too. They were doing it long before just because of the fact that it is not done now and we're like, well, we want to see what's happening now. The evils and the sins that are going on right now. Republicans never can confess to those. Because if the, if the Republicans confessed of their sin of high taxes and government spending, they never would have spent $5 billion or uh, $5 trillion under the presidency of George Bush from 2000 to 2008 or 2001 to 2009. They never would have spent $7 trillion under Donald Trump from 2017 to 2021. See, we can be angry about what Barack Obama is doing when he spent $10 trillion in his eight years from 2009 to 2017. And we can complain about what even Joe Biden's doing right now. Well, he'll take us well over before the end of his term, his first term, will be probably closer to $32, $34 trillion in debt at the pace that we're going right now if the economy is not crashed. 
Amen, Kathy. Society is treating gray area as the excuse for their wrongdoings, period. Both sides of the aisle. Both sides of the aisle. Every spectrum that you can imagine. We sit here, we want to get all over the issue of transgenderism, and we want, we want to get it over it. Yeah, be, be angry with that father whose daughter was raped inside of that bathroom by the bisexual boy. And it was wrong. Most definitely it's wrong. But when we sit here and think that God's more offended by, 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 offended by transsexualism or transgenderism and abortion than he is about our pride, our wicked hearts, we flatten. There is no hill to mound. We, we, we flatten the offense. There's no longer offense because of the fact that when we flatten, when we, when we diminish that hill of sin that we are riding upon, then there is no hill to climb to approach the cross and say, Lord, forgive me for my sins and offending you. We all have that daily battle. All of us. All of us have that daily battle, and if we sit here and we all of a sudden just keep pointing fingers at the other individual and saying, hey, well, their sin's more offensive, that's where we come in with the gray area. That's where we're coming with the gray area, folks. The, 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 the different things, well, this is not, it's harmless. It's nothing for us to worry about. It's really sad. Because of the fact that we keep blurring this line and we expect God to be pleased. (sighs) We created a gray area and the gray area is what's killing society right now. Truth be told. Truth be told. I don't have the scripture passage up on the screen for you, but this morning... Colossians 2, 6 and 7. Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. This is a month of thanksgiving. As we sit here, this passage, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, that means that when you walked up to the hill and you walked up to the cross and you recognize you heard the gospel message, we are all fallen, broken individuals in need of salvation by Christ. As we all came to that moment at the cross where we recognize how fallen and broken and sinful and dirty and foul we are, that only the grace of God is what restores us back into a relationship with him. The gift of Christ, the, 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 the lamb who we're about to celebrate in less than 60 days. If we don't climb that hill, if there's no hill to climb, then that means that we don't see ourselves as evil. God, The word of God says, if you say you have no sin, you make God out to be a liar. And we've somehow perfected ourselves in our republicanism and our socialism and our wokeism. We figured we figured out a way to our social justice movements. We figured out a way to make ourselves holy before God. And we basically flattened the cross. Not just flatten the curve. We flatten the cross. 
This is the last stand. The last stand right now is right before our hearts. The last stand is right before God. He's calling us. He's commanding us because tomorrow's not guaranteed. Tomorrow's not guaranteed. And if we continue to think that he's going to be pleased with the way that we're living, we've disillusioned ourselves. Built up in him. Remember, we inherit, we inherit the righteousness of Christ. So we're built up in righteousness. It doesn't mean that we're completely righteous. We're blameless before God, but there's a life that's expected for us to live as we now walk in him. Ah, God doesn't want me to walk at that, that level. He understands me where I'm at. Yes, he understands. He found you where you were. But he didn't want to leave you there. He didn't want to leave us there. That whole idea, the, the idea that many people take in their Christian faith, like, well, I don't have to really mature right now. It's like maybe saying, saying to a little child, well, I don't really want to brush my teeth. I really don't want to eat my food. I really don't want to get my sleep. All I want to do is just play video games all day long or sit in my dirty pull-up all day long. I don't want to change. I don't want to wash. I don't want to clean. God knows I'll get there eventually. So we walk around with dirty diapers Dirty teeth, smelly bodies, because we don't want to mature. We don't want to clean up. We don't want to clean up our act, but we do it in a spiritual nature, not realizing that 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 the 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 non corporeal, the metaphysical, the spiritual realm, is what really dictates and guides the rest of what's going on. We continue to think that we can just live whatever way we want to regard. I'm not hurting anyone. But our sins has has far-reaching capabilities. See, because of the gray matter or the gray areas of what we deem offensive and non-offensive has been interweaving its web it's spiritual web throughout society, hence where we are today. Hence we're where we are today. The idea that in, I think it was in Japan, person was just dressed up as the Joker, went around stabbing a whole bunch of people, pouring acid on people, and just sat there and waited for the police to show up. So they could be arrested. Dressed up as the Joker. We sit there and we try and say, well, video games don't have a negative effect on people. Oh, it does. Video games, movies, everything we do. Amen, Carolyn. There is no gray area for God. It's black and white. We've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. Sin is sin. Period. Period. But see, the problem is we can't stand on truth. Because it's, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get this statement. I want to make sure I do this right. Great Christian Francis Schaeffer once said, "They have their feet firmly planted in midair. They have their feet firmly planted in midair. That's what happens when we stand on. We stand in gray area. 
We stand on that found we stand on that foundation that really doesn't exist. Like the foundation of separation of church and state. It doesn't exist. Like the mandate that's going on right now. It's not a law. It doesn't really exist. It's just something that's just thrown out into the ether. A mandate. A warning. An executive order. It's not law. It's just something thrown out there and exists. The reason why we're here at this point is because of the fact that we've had so much gray area. There's room for everything is up to interpretation because we won't define right from wrong, good from evil. Because the moment that we get explicit on defining what evil is, that means that we have to look into the mirror and see how we have been contributing to that evil in society. It means we all have to look in the mirror. And we don't want that time for infrastructure. And we don't, ain't nobody got no time for that. Hello, Curtis. Thank you for joining. Yes, Kathy, we can't keep drinking milk. We must eat meat eventually. Amen. The maturity has to come. But the problem is we will never arrive there because we want to continue to live in our sins. We want to stay comfortable. We want to stay, we want to stay comfortable in there and like, don't bother me. That's your personal walk. You do your walk, not realizing this is a, this is a team effort on us improving our lives and living better. But we don't want to. We just want to do whatever we want to. And regardless, regardless of the consequences, I'm not affecting you. Meanwhile, we are. We sit here. This is the part that really kills me. We get angry at the people who are sitting back doing nothing, just collecting, not contributing. But we do the same thing spiritually and then get mad as to why society is depraved and fallen. Here's one area of, uh, because this is one I know we have a right to be angry. Uh, I got this off of um, the Heritage Foundation. And it was just talking about the idea, the idea of the Democrats propose tax on unrealized capital gains. Basically, they're saying that the Democrats wanted to propose a tax that would basically the IRS would would take its share, even if the money isn't even there. As the direct tax, the Democrats proposed the tax must be spread equally among the populations of the states to pass constitutional muster, but it doesn't. This, this basically here it is Democrats have proposed uh, partly funding some of their multi-trillion dollar spending plan with tax on unrealized capital gains of anyone who makes more than a hundred million dollars per year or is worth at least one billion dollars. So here's a question that I run into because this is because you just throw this thing out there and you make these proposals that we continue to allow the government to want to keep spending money instead of paying their debts, just keep spending money, spending money, spending money, spending money, spending money. Sooner or later, the billionaires will figure out a way to basically say, I'm just going to cut down everything I have. I'm going to sell, I'm going to sell everything I have. I'll have my property paid for, my taxes paid for. I'll have enough money sitting in the bank to basically cover me paying my taxes and be done with it. So my, my, you know, why do you think Elon Musk is selling every piece of property that he has? If Elon Musk sells every piece of property that he has, then how do you tax his estate if he owns nothing? 
<laughs> Elon Musk is showing you what the rest of them will do. I'll get a ship. I'll get a boat. I'll sail out to sea. I don't have any property. You're not going to bail anything to me. There are no taxes to file. I've sold everything I have. And this is what we're creating. See, everybody keeps thinking we're going to tax the rich. What happens when the rich no longer are taxable? This is the gray area you created. This is the madness you created. We'll talk more on the flip side. Beware. This is only going to get worse. Hi, it's Doc Thompson for Matthew 25 Ministries. Matthew 25 Ministries is one of the few charities I'll actually endorse because I know them. I've worked with them. And I know almost all of the money that you donate goes to help people. Go to m25m.org. m25m.org. Jeremy Leahy is on Mojo 50 Radio. William Shatner, Captain Kirk, has gone into space. And Superman, the, uh, the, the best well-known superhero of all time, is now officially bisexual. Listen, learn, and laugh. The Adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. He can leap San Francisco on a single bound. He can bend a bathhouse with just one finger. Superman, we need you. There's an airplane that's lost both engines. It's heading straight for the ground. Oh, you can't be serious. I'm so busy right now. I'm making my strawberry Cosmo. Oh, ouch, I just broke a nail. Standing ground with Jeremy Leahy, Wednesdays at noon and Saturday nights at 10 Eastern. Do you have to talk like that? No, I don't, but it's, it's I just gotta be me. Right here on Mojo 5 Radio. Supply chain disruptions, shortages, panic buying. Unfortunately, they've all become facts of life in 2021. The good news is you have preparewithmojo50.com. Not only will you find emergency food supplies, also water filtration, air filtration, all sorts of other tools. Preparewithmojo50.com. If you want to keep food on the table, if you just want to maintain some sense of normalcy, preparewithmojo50.com is the answer. Hi folks, I'm Watson Prunier, the host of Battle for Freedom. The show airs Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Check me out on Battle for Freedom, where I'm triggering change one heartbeat at a time. Welcome back, everyone. I'm your host, Watson Prenier from Battle for Freedom on Mojo Fiber Radio. And uh, talking today about The Last Stand, where freedom will stay a reality, well, where freedom will stay a reality or become just an idea or um, just a message. Thank you, Carolyn. You know, as we sit here, we're just talking about this. Um, I love this. Uh, Mitchell Brady said, uh, we need to realize that all social functions is with our taxpayers' money. We need to start doing these things. Amen. 
See, the problem is, is that the church and and many people have decided that they they want to put that burden of helping neighbors on the shoulders of the government. That's the danger. Uh, that's the danger because that 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 um that that money that power is all centralized where it needs to be dispersed. But the, see, you see, you have to understand that that money comes from every angle, and if 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 we reduce the size of the government, then that's less taxpayer money to be spending out, and with less taxpayer money, that means that there's more money in the pockets of the individuals, and if you have more money and less money being taken to you from the government, then there's room for you to be charitable and give. But see, we create this fictitious uh, enemy and monster of those who are rich. Yeah, of course, there are going to be people who are rich who want to keep their money. But there are a lot of people who are not rich, and they donate a lot of their money. What about the scripture passage of the, the, the widow who gave her two mites? She gave every last cent she had back to God. There are people like that that exist. But see, what happens in our materialistic-driven society, there's all these different things. Ooh, I like that. Ooh, I want that. Ooh, I, m- I must have that. I-, I had one of those this past weekend where uh, there is this, like, three-in-one interactive chess game where they read, uh, tell a story about chess to make it more entertaining for kids to memorize. I'm hoping that that arrives sometime this week. Ooh, I found a toy. Ooh, I want that. <laughs> Because I know you don't do that. I know Black Friday's coming in. You're not going to buy anything that day. You're going to resist the temptation. You will step back and walk away from the click to buy. I pray. I'm. I'm. I'm appreciative of your your um, ability to stand strong in that. Kathy says uh, the problem with selling all properties is they are inflated. Right now is the best time. Think about this. Elon Musk was brilliant to sell everything he has right now. Just move into a mobile home or wherever it is that you're gonna and you're gonna have. You're pretty much mobile. <clears throat> you're pretty much mobile, and you can you can have whatever you want to. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. You're scaring everybody away from declaring their taxes because of the fact that they. I have nothing to tax. Take care, Lyndon. Be safe on your journeys to work. But we're back to this whole idea. The reason why it's this bad because of gray areas that we've inundated ourselves with. And so it's difficult to figure out what is good versus evil. What are those who call evil good and good evil? Put darkness for light and light for darkness. Who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. See, we we have gone to the extremes, and it's time for us to truly back away from the hierarchical holiness. I don't agree with abortion. I, there's a lot. I, I don't agree with all sin, not just their sin, all sin, including my own. And until we be, be develop that level of um indignation until we can sit there rising up yes maybe have that that issue of martin luther who was always obsessed with sin and and our depravity because if we don't see ourselves every day we wake up as sinful individuals only alive by the grace of god 
standing before a holy, righteous, and just God. Oh, he's so angry. Why do you have to make God so angry? Because of the fact and the ability of seeing God's anger and his true justice against evil and sin and wickedness, we then have room to see his love, his mercy, and his grace. See, without having one, you can't have the other. You can't have the other. You know, earlier before the break, we're talking about the whole idea of, you know, they're going to be, you know, taking money away from an unrealized capital gain. Money that doesn't even exist on paper, they're going to tax you for it. The issue is, when does that number drop down to those who are making $100,000 a year? Valued at 100000 valued at fifty, valued at twenty five. Because they won't stop spending, because we want them to continue to have all these programs, sooner or later, they're going to run out of rich people to tax. And then it becomes the middle class, which you're already being taxed right now. And then it will become the lower class, the poverty class, where there's no money left. Either the government folds or society completely collapses. Agree that well, uh, Kathy says, although we must see sin as sin, we also must be careful not to, pl- to play God. I agree. I agree. The, the problem that we we turn around in doing that is by creating hierarchy in sin, Kathy, is that by saying that because the Democrats are supporting abortion, God's not on their side while we're harboring pride. And that's that's the danger is see sin as sin, recognize it, and not be happy with any form of sin, even that of our own. And what it does is it puts stuff in perspective that we look at our lives and then we have to stand on righteousness, stand on holiness, and recognize, okay, Lord, how do you expect me to respond in light of this? Because I will not condemn people to hell Again, I have to go back to last week. Candace Owens, Candace Owens saying poetic justice to Alec, Alec Baldwin taking a life. That's pride. Let me help you understand something. Candace Owens making that statement about poetic justice against Alec Baldwin is just as evil and wicked as the abortionist scalpel, as the abortionist forceps, as the rapist's instrument to wield power over another individual. If, If we see, if we create gray matter between the two Society has already failed. So we create these. God allowed us to see degrees in punishment and things like that because our weakened minds could not fathom the reality of his holiness. Let me, let me help you. Do you guys remember the, the story about the rich man and Lazarus? The 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 Lazarus, not not the one who was raised from the dead, but the the man who was standing in front of the gate 
who was begging and he was he died and what happened was in his poverty he died and he was staying in Abraham's bosom and the rich man died and went to hell and the rich man is his, his his he can't quench his thirst he's in utter misery and he basically says hey um let me go back and warn my relatives that hell is a reality change what you're doing now and and the messenger said to him there's a great chasm between you and here that no one can cross and if they didn't believe Moses and the prophets and they won't believe someone raising up from the dead. I, I want you to hear something because of the fact that that was also direct reflection is that even though Christ will raise himself from the dead, there are people who are saying that they believe in that message, but they're not walking it. They're not believing it. They're not fearing that reality that sin is that repugnant to God. And there, so you see that the great chasm, he didn't define it as gray area between hell and heaven this is a great chasm a great difference that can't be it can't be defined it no 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 it's defined it's utter emptiness there is no room for anything existing in there it's 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 a distance that can't be crossed so there is no uh, well we've got abortion on this side and we've got lust on this side No, no 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 All sin is lumped on this side. And on the other side of the chasm is God's holiness and his righteousness. And the only thing that bridges it is Christ, the cross. And and, and what we, we keep making the mistake on is we keep saying, well, that party's evil or that party's evil. And God's saying, all the parties are evil except me. See, this is the real battle. It's happening in our hearts. It's happening right here in our hearts, in our minds. This used to show I used to be on a show. used to be on some guys that know in the past. Trey Roberts and Chris Pillier. Battlefield of the mind. (laughs) Yeah. Battlefield of the mind. Lord help us. There's a major battlefield taking place. One of them, the things really interesting is, um, so right now, uh, you know, de Blasio is uh, complaining because 24,000 New York City workers, including thousands of cops and firefighters, will be placed on an unplayed leave today after ignoring Mayor de Blasio's compulsory vaccine deadline. Up to 26 New York firehouses will be forced to close after firefighters refuse to get vaccinated ahead of the de Blasio's deadline on Friday. Everybody's all worried about the lives of people who can be offended because there are no first responders. There are no cops. There are no firefighters. What are we going to do? That wasn't the question last year when we were in the height of the pandemic. There was no question. They showed up. They were there. And we've walked away from them. 81 million people allegedly elected this nightmare we're facing right now. And so we're battling. We're battling for freedom. We're battling for so much more. this, This is 
uh, I saw on the timeline today that um, some people were saying this whole week, this whole first week, take off work. Don't show up. Send the message, Terry Business, to every location that wants to sit here <clears throat> and make mandates. Let them see. Let them feel. Let them feel the wrath of a workforce not there. Do we have to get that far? Do we have to get that far? We're ready to do this for our freedoms, but I'm telling you, we need to be that intentional about even wanting to fight for our spiritual freedoms. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we don't even want God showing up. If we wanted God showing up in our lives, in our, in our present lives, in our present situation, we would take him at his word and allow his word, the full counsel of God's word, to direct our lives and not pick and choose what passages would be offensive to him. Yes, Kathy, today, yesterday's heroes, today's terrorists. This is sad. Not only that, you know, what is it? American Airlines has already canceled 200 flights this morning. This was as of yesterday. After a 1,000 were scuttled on Sunday, carrier blame, staff shortages, and wind for chaos, and experts warm, warm of looming holiday chaos. Do you realize, I mean, think about this. What is the language that's basically given in what we see today about getting life back to normal, right? For us to aimlessly jump on planes, trains, and automobiles. (laughs) To go and do whatever we want. Celebrate. Celebrate and have fun and be entertained. Let let our loved ones and people around this country suffer in decay. Because we're going to get our freak on. It could be a Disney World. It can be in Vegas. It can be wherever we want. But we're going to leave people behind. Because we're going to get our own. We, do, we earned it. We deserved it. Yes. Listen, workmen needs to be paid for their work. Don't get me wrong. But I think we spend so much time wanting to be entertained that we stop being compassionate. God is convicting us right now. And we keep thinking we can carry on and not be offensive to God in the way that we've been doing things. Yes, Carolyn, the government has forced us into the situation. And honestly, to tell you the truth, I believe God has forced us into this solution and situation. Think about this. If more and more flights are canceled, right? Let's work this all the way through here. If more flights are canceled, more vacations are canceled. If more vacations are canceled, the economies in those places that we were tourists are also canceled. Things continue to crash. Cities become more and more disastrous if there are no first responders to protect the people, to serve and protect. Those firefighters who have put their lives on the line, those police officers who have put their lives on the line to provide some semblance of safety for us. They have every right to do what they're doing right now. Many of you will say, well, they they swore that they would do this, blah, 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 blah. You know what? 
I'm going to tell you something. To sit there and um, to sit there and do nothing, to condemn them for they've done more serving us, whether they're wearing the uniform as a first responder in law enforcement, firefighters, paramedics, EMS, uh, uh, what is it? What do they call them? The blue outfits, the smocks that the nurses wear, the doctors wear on the front line. What they wore, many of us won't even do that. We won't pick up a broom to sweep and clean a hospital mess. We won't sit there and pick up a bedpan to help someone in need who lost all functions who's lost all functions and they need someone by their bedside to carry that that pee pan or the poop pan to clean up people behind them to clean up the blood to clean up everything that's there many of them won't put on that badge and go through a city go through a crime ridden city to try and protect those who the children who can't defend themselves, the the, the spouses or the, the 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 victims of domestic violence, or help that person who just drugged out and risked their lives of having a contact in contact with fentanyl and potentially losing their lives if they don't have access to Narcan quickly enough. Those heroes are now zeros, or the ones who go into fire to. Smoke engulfed. It doesn't even have to be flame engulfed homes. Smoke engulfed homes are enough. See, right now, we should be standing behind those firefighters. The same ones who walked into the World Trade Center. Collapsing. The same ones who go into the burning homes. Who know that I may not come home to my family. Will we rise to the occasion? I wanted to play a video that was given to given to me by a friend yesterday with Jim Caviezel. I'm going to play the whole thing tomorrow. I wanted to spend today on kind of like setting the stage. This is the last stand. Jim Caviezel, who played Jesus Christ in The Passion of the Christ, he also played Reese in uh, Person of Interest. Um, he had a great speech yesterday, about 20 minutes long, and I'm going to play it tomorrow. But it's really powerful because this stand is not, it's just not just beyond, not just politics. This is an article that came from, um, this was an MSNBC, but it, the original article came from Salon. It came from Salon. And this one is very disturbing as I saw this one here. Amen. Carolyn, trust not man, but put your trust in God. Kathy says we're too busy battling for toilet paper. <laughs> yeah, ain't that the truth? Hey, like, I like my daughter Oliver say, ain't that the truth? Uh, here's one. Uh, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. This didn't copy, copy, and copy and paste. This is from salon.com. Uh, how extremist Christian theology is driving the right-wing assault on democracy. 
There's a picture of Governor Greg Abbott, and there's a church steeple right next to him, and he's looking up to the cross. As though looking up to the cross is wrong. Looking up to the cross. Basically, the cross is the symbol of ending all hatred, sin, and so much more. But somehow, the cross has become an offense. This is a battle. This is the true battle. Progressive policies and positions are supposed to be rooted in reality and and hard evidence. But that's not always the case when it comes to the cultural wars that have such an enormous impact on our politics, especially not since the unexpected evangelical embrace of Donald Trump in 2016, culminating in the pro-life death cult of anti-vaccine, COVID-denying religious leaders. If this development has, if this development perplexed many on the left, it is what was less surprising to a small group of researchers who have been studying the hardcore anti-democratic theology known as dominionism that lies behind the contemporary Christian right and is far has far it, it it's far reaching influence over the last several decades. You see how ominous that they build that that the idea of and again being pro pro life death cult. Pro, I mean, think about that. The the oxymoron, the pro-life death cult. They want to kill a life in the womb. We're trying to save the life in the womb, but we're the death cult. Again, good versus evil. The lines have been blurry. But the only reason why we can get this far is, like I said last week or a couple weeks ago, is that they... They can stand firmly on the fossilized sin that we've chosen not to address. The gray area foundation, that is how we can get so far as to make some kind of oxymoron and basically a a line of contradiction. A culminating pro-life death cult of anti-vaccine, COVID-denying religious leaders. We're not denying the reality of COVID. We're not denying the reality of COVID. We're denying, we're de- and, and we're not denying even the reality of vaccines. Just this vaccine hasn't been lo- around long enough for us to verify, but you're trying to rush us in. You're trying to force us into adopting this to the point that it gets past the point of no return. If everyone's vaccinated, oops, we made a mistake. How many drugs have we had in the past where Tens of years have gone through and millions of people have died. And they're like, oops, we made a mistake. The same people who said, oops, we made a mistake are saying, trust us, we've got it right this time. <sighs> but again, as, as, as warped as this, as warped as this salon article is, We've created this. We've created this nightmare. Period. We've created this because we as Christians, as free liberty-minded Christians, have created and expanded the space of gray issues, gray matters, gray areas. And so there is no line of demarcation between good and evil. It is wider than a football field. It is wider than a continent. It is wider than 
the perimeter around our equator. This is where we are because we blurred the lines of truth and evil. This is sad. Because we can actually <laughs> deal with some sad realities. God continues to, I love my buddy Bob telling me about the idea of Dagon, the all the basically the idol being tipped over in first Samuel chapter five. I love that story. The story is just so powerful because here it is double vaccinated, double vaccinated white house press secretary. Jen Psaki reveals she's tested positive for COVID the highest ranking white house official to catch the virus. Saki, 42, did not travel to the G2 in Rome with President Biden. On Sunday, she said it was because members of her family had tested positive. After four days of testing of negative tests, she said she had tested positive on Sunday. She said she was displaying mild symptoms and was working from home. It makes her the highest mem- profile member of the Biden's team to catch COVID-19. See the irony of this. You'll be protected from COVID. You'll be protected from the variants. Oh, it'll lessen everything. Right now, this is on display. (sighs) Okay, now you're making me do this. Uh, yes, I'm going to I'm going to give you this passage here yet. Here it is. There it is. I love this passage. And I'm going to help you understand it. This is where this is how we do it. Ah. <sighs> Yes, here it is. This is going to be 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 26 through 28. And I love this. Oh, did I get did I cover all the passages I wanted to? Yeah, here is one. Uh, there's a way that seems right unto a man. Here is a way that seems right to a man, but the end, the its end is the way of death. See, right now we keep thinking that we're fighting this battle and that we're going to defeat evil. God saying, not that way. You keep trying to fight it that way. And I'm going to, and God's saying to you, saying to us, I'm going to show you that the way that you're fighting this battle will not work. You will lose every time if you keep thinking that you're going to fight evil with evil. We've been delving into evil, playing around with evil for so long that we think that it's not going to catch up to us. And God's like, he's saying to us, stop messing around with evil. Because if you keep continue to play this and act this way, I'm going to show you how foolish you are. But I want to share this passage with you. This is really powerful. And check this out. For consider your calling, brothers. Not too many of you are wise according to the worldly. 
uh, standards, but many were, or were not many were powerful, not many were of noble birth. But God chose what is foolish in this world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God chose what is low to despise and despise in the world, even things that are not, to bring to things those that are. Folks, God is confounding us until we can be standing on nothing but humility. Period. This is the seditious, rabble-rousing, liberty-loving, home of fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Mojo Five-O.